You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to another episode of Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Are you all right there, Neil? How you doing? He's already cracking. I'm up. good. It's just, you're, you're cracking me up. God, that's all. Uh, you are the worst. You were so excited. You, you know were what? So excited to that, hold. That's because the other half of the time somebody tells me I sound like I'm on NPR. Which, fair enough. But... That's okay. Everyone likes. <laughs> most people like NPR. Well, mm-hmm. I think Jeff's excited because we have a very special episode today, just <laughs> like all of them. Yes, we do. <laughs> I did not say special on purpose, but that's fair. <laughs> What's special about it? Uh, it's going to be another game where Neil plays solo. Mm. I'm going to play solo, uh, almost on Blu-ray. Um, and, uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to keep score though, but we do have, uh, some special guests joining us, uh, over the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first special guest is one of our United States champion Patreon supporters, and that's Jason Heaton. How's it going, Jason? It's going great, fellas. Thanks for having me on today. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful Monday night. And, uh, Jason, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and... And uh, I know you're a big, big music guy. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your music and uh, also yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm into music. I am a uh, high school music teacher and uh, just kind of have always been around it and exposed to it. So kind of pick up a thing or two along the way. When I'm not teaching music, I am a husband and father to a one-year-old. But uh, I'm out in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, it's not as beautiful here right now. It's been raining pretty hard for the past couple of days. Oh, you must have got what we, uh, what we just got coming across. Uh, Charm City, it's always beautiful. Tell Omar we said hello. Is that how this works? <laughs> tell, tell Omar that we said hello, yeah. Uh, and Jason, what's your uh, main instrument that you play? Piano and added some uh, drums and percussion stuff. Mm. And I dabble with the guitar on a teachable level. Nice. Well, we're going to have to have uh, Jason Serenatus later uh, if he's victorious. Uh, He's going to be actually playing with Ken today, uh, and Matt is going to be playing with Jeff. But uh, our other special guest is going to be hosting the game today. And that's someone that you might recognize from the All TV episode who came in with a wonderful set of questions. uh, And that's Sarah Reed. How's it going, Sarah? Good. How's it going? Great. Uh, why don't you uh, remind people where you're from uh, and uh, your business? Because uh, I'm sure you've been busy with the weather getting nicer. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, I live in northern Kentucky outside of Cincinnati. And I'm a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. So I've been really busy 
finally got a vacation this last weekend and then it's just right back to it on friday <laughs> well i'm sure the uh the brides and uh, groomsmen will love to hear this appearance of trivialities you just uh, you know stick one of our business cards under your own as you're taking pictures <laughs> yeah totally it's the greatest wedding i think gift. they would be all really excited to find out that i'm been on a podcast a couple times yeah the the road to podcast stardom is it's it's a long road so. <laughs> add it to your website <laughs> yes 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 well awesome thanks uh, both of you guys for joining us today and uh without further ado let's kick it over to the rules guy for another fantastic reading the rules of the game are simple 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece at halftime there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host after regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. All right, you guys uh, ready to get started? I am. Yeah, let's do this. All right, take it away. All right, round one, question one. Announced on May 29th, 2018, what Ohio soccer team was added to the MLS as an expansion team? Damn. Do you have any line of thought on this whatsoever, Jason? Yeah, I'm kind of hung up on this because my brother-in-law plays for an MLS team. <laughs> That's cool. Um, the Columbus Crew. And uh, I feel like I really need to know them. But the only Ohio team I know of is the Columbus Crew. Um and that's not a couple days ago. So, so how about uh, how about we do then the Columbus two? <laughs> that's that's reasonable. All right. Um, the Cleveland Crunch a long time ago. I don't think it was MLS. It may have even been pre MLS, like before the MLS really took off. Other than other than saying you know they were around a while ago, and I hadn't heard anything about them for a while. I don't know if maybe they came back. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to be the, uh, or we're, we're going to lock in with the Cleveland Crunch, and that's also going to be our team name today. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Well, if our answer has to be our team name, that's pretty great. Uh, I know that the Columbus Crew is one of the like original MLS teams. They've been around forever. Uh, so I had Columbus in my head, and I couldn't get it out. Um, so I have no idea. So I said the Cincinnati Ball Kickers. All right, the Cincinnati Ball Kickers, and uh, I'm going to lock in with uh, Willie Mays Hayes because I don't know. Well, because I am from outside, live outside of Cincinnati. The answer is FC Cincinnati. Oh, I was close. Uh, <laughs> so close. For some reason. <laughs> well, we had Cincinnati in there, so yeah. that's like ninety percent. I forgot that a lot of the new MLS just football teams, club. Yeah, they're, yeah, that's kind of they follow the European model of whatever they do. There. La Liga. Yeah. Yeah, the one in Louisville is like that, too. Mm-hmm. Are we ready for question two? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, what Vietnam city, once named Saigon, is home to the American War Museum? Okay, I think I'm in. Based entirely on the play Miss Saigon? Yeah, pretty much Miss Saigon. I, I once did a duet uh, from Miss Saigon called Sun and Moon, and I forgot one of the lyrics, but I pretended Was I didn't. Was it Moon? It, yeah, I forgot the lyric Moon, so I kept saying uh, Sun and Marwan. Um, but uh, I think I don't know if this is correct, but it's just a guess. So uh, I think we're about to lock in, and then uh, you guys can chat it up in a second. Well, you, you missed one in your wheelhouse. I'm going to miss one in our wheelhouse. So <laughs> yes, MLS teams is my wheelhouse. Uh, it's, it's more your wheelhouse than mine. But Cincinnati, 
deal. <laughs> We're locked. <laughs> All right. Um, is Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam? Ho Chi Minh City. That's yeah. what you had? Yeah. All right. We're in That's with what I had. Ho Chi Minh. I also am in with Ho Chi Minh. Mm. We abstain. <laughs> oh, okay. The correct answer is Ho Chi Minh City. Mm. That's very right. embarrassing for me. It's okay. All right. Question three. Like several of Edgar Allan Poe's stories, and in keeping with the 19th century fascination with the subject, the narrative of what story revolves around a person being buried alive, in this case, by immurement after a private wine tasting excursion. Hmm. I'm 100% on this one. Yeah, I if you don't you mind. It's good. Yeah. Being from the Baltimore area right now, I feel like I have to know this, <laughs> but I'm not as 100% as that that uh, response was Ken. So, no problem. You. This is one of Ken's favorites. Mm. You, uh, so, are you locked in? Which is just, why it really bothers me that I can't remember. Oh, man. I'm locked in with, I, with I a say title. It's a, it's a favorite, but I, I know it well. You once sent me a text message threatening to entomb me behind a wall, <laughs> and you tell me this isn't one of your favorites. <laughs> it's, it's a good threat. <laughs> it's got one of all one of the all time great uh, Edgar Allan Poe threats. Mm. So basically, in this story, like he promises someone a, a cask of something, mm. and uh, basically they use it as a ruse to try and basically brick somebody in, oh. and they die back there probably. Although you never know. I oh. think the only thing I the only. Something tells me it, when I said cask, I believe it might be the cask of Amontillado. But uh, is, that, is that what you want to go with? I, I do. Okay, we're locked in with that answer. Yeah, um, I couldn't remember the title. Uh, I don't know if this is the right one. This is the one with like the heartbeat, I think, and I can't remember if it's someone getting buried alive or there's a pendulum. Um, that's maybe that's the, a different that's one. That's the pit in the pendulum. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just wrote a telltale heart. I know that's a title. So it is the cask of Amontillado. The correct answer is a cask of Amontillado. All right. That's, that's my favorite. Good oh, job, right. Jeff. Um, question four. What dessert, synonymous with the English fritter, is made with deep-fried shoe pastry and powdered sugar? I'm locked in. I'm pretty sure on this one, too, Jason. Yeah, that, that describes it perfectly, so. Okay. So we're locking. I'm good with that. We're locking with that. It was like in my head, and I couldn't get it out. It yeah. didn't feel quite right. But... I couldn't get cronut out of my head, and Ooh. I know that's definitely not right, but it's definitely I could delicious. Definitely... <laughs> so we're getting some after this, right? Yeah. All right. So Jason, um, I think you said it was French, right? I said it's synonymous with the English fritter. <laughs> oh, okay. It's well, eat French. <laughs> regardless, I, I think it's a beignet. Bidet. <laughs> uh, I went against the bidet, and I went with beignet. Hmm. We were, we were looking towards the carnivals more. Uh, we went with funnel cake. The correct answer is beignet. Mm. Well done. That was that song, right? So you had a beignet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they, they played everyone off of American Idol with, and they gave them a beignet. <laughs> Consolation prize. Oh, <laughs> All right. Moving on. Um, question five. So... My dad just took a job in Guantanamo Bay in Cuba, which is what brought on this question. So the closest country to the island of Cuba is the Bahamas at just 13 miles away. What is the second closest country to Cuba? Mm. I was really hoping this would be a Harold and Kumar question. On my quick draw game today, I'm locked in. 
Mm. I'm not going to take longer than five seconds just because. Because you can only name three countries in the area. That's correct. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the map in my head. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's I think it's this. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Okay. I do. All right. We're locked in. Okay, Jason, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, I was thinking Jamaica wasn't too far. Okay. Um, but then I thought about the island of Hispaniola and, you know, it splits, but I believe it's the, the DR that's closer, okay. Dominican Republic. What so do you of, think about the United States? Be honest. You don't have to say nice things. <laughs> I mean, in terms of its distance to Cuba. That's pretty close. Yeah. That's pretty close. That was my initial uh, gut reaction was that it was probably the United States. Um, but if you think that's farther than your two suggestions, uh, I'll leave it up to you because I'm not good at geography. I mean, I know that it's not that far because, mm-hmm. I mean, People take there were plenty of refugees and... fleeing and, and yeah. getting to the United States in small, small vessels mm-hmm. like bathtubs and stuff that made it. So, I mean, it, it's not that far. So, it's up to you. You can make that. I'm, okay I'm okay with the U.S. Okay. I've been to, there's a, there's a buoy marking the southernmost point of the continental United States in Key West, Florida. Key West, Florida. Ken and I have been there. Um, I believe that says it's 95 miles from Cuba to the U.S. And I'm, I think Haiti, it would be closer than the Dominican Republic, but I don't think it's that close to Cuba. So we said the U.S. And I just said America. Can you be more specific? Oh, you have to United be States specific. of America. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is actually Haiti. Mm. Mm, okay. Because it dips down way lower than you think it does. Like Guantanamo Bay is actually really close to Haiti. Okay. Cuba is like 700 miles long. I once looked it up. Yeah. It's absolutely massive. <laughs> yes. I know. My dad wants me to visit and I'm like, Dad, it would take like three days to get there. <laughs> ridiculous plus why would anyone want to go to guantanamo bay but anyway not a big big tourist attraction i can't imagine does it does it dip low enough for the yin yang twins to appreciate it (laughs) next question jason's shaking his head over there (laughs) rightly so how dare you um oh let me uh, do a score update here uh so after five questions it looks like uh, team cleveland crunch has 30 points uh team cincinnati ball kicks has 10 points ball kickers we are, ball we are, kickers yeah, and uh the uh team willie mays hayes has 20 points oh so we're bad today <laughs> question six um founded in 1959 what is the highest grossing multi-level marketing company in the world as of 2017 I don't even know what multi-level marketing means. Yeah, mean I'm, I'm not a businessman. Matt, Matt and I are the businessmen's mm-hmm. over here. So it's the only, it's a business that has more than one floor is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sears Nailed or Kmart. It's Pagoda. Or, um, Does that mean they, uh, they advertise the product when it's like flour and also when it's bread? Maybe. I am locked in with an incorrect answer. Jason, why don't you uh, go ahead and take the reins on this one? I'm, I'm lost. Hmm. There's a couple other companies in that genre. I think I think your first guess would be the best one. Okay. We'll so lock in. We're, we're locked in. In a previous lifetime, I was a businessman for a good year. And that's why I changed. <laughs> that's why it didn't last. Because I didn't know the answer to this question. That's <laughs> because well, now he's um, the businessman. Yeah. I get it. Jay-Z. I no, I... Um, oh. 
I was having trouble coming up with anything other than Deloitte. Okay. I think it's a French company, but I don't, it's more, I think if it's a consulting company more than marketing, but that's all I got really is Deloitte. I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, Jeff, why don't you explain what a multi-level marketing company is? So it's, it's something where like, hey, you sell this to a bunch of your friends and if a bunch of your friends sell stuff, you get kickbacks. And if those people that you brought in sell stuff, you get kickbacks that are higher up the chain. Oh, a pyramid scheme? It's No, it's not quite like a pyramid it's scheme. It's a little different. But it tends to be stuff like, uh, we were thinking maybe Avon. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff that like people sell directly in their homes. And the more oh. people you recruit, the more money you make. Mm-hmm. And so generally hold speaking, on, let me try this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. So you you may have heard the term in the office while Jim is drawing a pyramid or a triangle around something Michael is trying to sell. But yeah, uh, so we said Avon. If I would have known that that's what a multi-level marketing company was, I might have gone with Mary Kay, but I just went with Disney for no reason. That was our other potential. You guys did have one that was on the list was Avon, but the correct answer is Amway. Mm. Oh, what do they sell? And the one that I worked for wasn't even on the list. Cutco? Chef. I was say uh, uh, Longer Burger. <laughs> oh, Longer Burger. <laughs> they still have that giant basket headquarters. Yes. Oh, it's great. I once got a call from one of those uh, companies. They're like, oh, one of your friends recommended you to be hired. And I was like, wait, are you those knife people? It's like, <laughs> Get the f- out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, question seven. Originating in Germany, what breed of dog is known for hunting badgers and other burrow-dwelling animals? Can you repeat it one more time? Yes. Originating in Germany, what breed of dog is known for hunting badgers and other burrow-dwelling animals? Das Poopy. Okay, I am locked in with an incorrect oh, answer again. I like that. Get the in. answer is German Shepherd. I'm going to be mad. I wrote German Shepherd, but it's, I think... That's um, a joke. We didn't actually write it in our square, so... A rectangle. But we are locked in with a different answer. Okay. Uh, dogs that sound like they have German names to me. Uh, Doberman Pinscher... Schnauzer? Gesundheit? Yeah. Schnauzer is what I had. Schnauzer. And then I wrote down German Shepherd and crossed it out immediately. <laughs> Schnauzer um, is good with me. That's the first thing I wrote down. So. Yeah. That's all I had, too. We're going to go with Schnauzer. Did you say your answer? Um, no. no. So we're looking, we were thinking dogs Dachshund? that would possibly fit into, you know, mm. tunnels and holes and. So we went with Dachshund. Yeah. That was my reasoning as well. When she said burrow, I thought something low to the ground. So I wrote Dachshund. The correct answer is Dachshund. We'll never get a dog breed Mm. question right. Never. (laughs) It will never, ever happen. I have one upstairs. She's adorable. Oh, (laughs) part Dachshund, part Basset Hound. Oh, wow. What's a Schnauzer? 100% droopy. Yeah. (laughs) Really really short legs. I just got a dog question wrong. Well, you're on my team, so yeah, that's the. It's definitely the team of getting dog questions wrong. <laughs> Schnauzer, Irish Wolfhound. Uh, question eight. This is a long question. In U.S. law, what is the term for the taking of sworn out-of-court oral testimony of a witness that may be reduced to a written transcript for later use in court or for discovery purposes? They are almost always conducted outside 
court by the lawyers themselves with no judge present to supervise the examination. I believe I know this one. Uh, we'll talk in a moment. Yep, uh, my quick draw answer is in. And God, <laughs> I I am replaying every Olivia Benson scene in my head right now. <laughs> what are you thinking here? I know the word. Uh, I have a I have a paralegal certificate. <laughs> you really? Yeah, I went to school for a year and a half. Wow. Matt is a man of many uh, many secrets. So, I, so you're you're serving up coffee and you're serving up uh, justice. Justice. I'm not I'm not legally allowed to provide any sort of justice or law advice. But um, he does anyway. But I tell all of my clients mm. all of the time. I don't practice law. I perfect law. <laughs> Uh, except for for this question. Or as Sly Stallone <laughs> says, I am the law. Uh, we're, we're locked in. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for saying law words. <laughs> it jogged my memory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any uh, any thoughts here? Uh, the first word I wrote down was just a testimony. Okay. And I don't know. That didn't sound too convincing. Well, when she was describing it, it immediately brought me to a, a certain episode of The Office where uh, Michael and Jan are. Uh, testifying in a deposition. Do you think it's a deposition? That sounds like a good guess. Yeah, yeah. just the deposition. way she described it, it sounded like that's that's what it was. I think we're gonna we're gonna go with deposition on sounds this good. one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, in my corner, in my uh, my quick draw corner, um, I just uh, know from movies and whatnot that when two people are out of court, uh, they get papers or they, they get interviewed to be deposed. So I put a deposition. Yeah, the deposition, I believe, is the line of questioning. I believe what you're getting is the affidavit. So your answer is affidavit? Yes. Okay. The correct answer is deposition. <sighs> <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> uh, I'm, go- I, ugh, I'm oh, done. Man. I was like, I'm pretty sure. I was like, I've <clears throat> I've completed... Uh, affidavits many a time. Yeah. yeah, and you've also been deposed many times for all your uh, nefarious activities. Misdeeds. Yeah. I'm going to be deposed from this I ain't game. been caught neither. <laughs> the best is when there's a deposition going on in the um, conference room and I can hear him getting all heated and crazy and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> going down in there. <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. All right. Um, question nine. Turkish chef Nusret Kochki was given what nickname in 2017 from his widely discussed video that had 2.4 million views in 48 hours? Matt is in. <laughs> okay, so this one I definitely know. <laughs> uh, I'm in with my, my answer. Uh, how are you on your memes? Salt guy, right? Salt, salt Bay? Salt, yeah. Salt Bay? And he holds up the salt? Yeah. At a very bizarre angle, and <laughs> salt his meat ever so yeah. gingerly. Uh, we're in with Salt Bay. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm also in with Salt Bay, and I read some of the reviews of his restaurant, which were pretty pretty funny. Yep, he's uh, slapping that meat, dropping the salt. Salt Bay. <laughs> Correct answer is Salt Bay. <laughs> that's the one we all. I didn't know he was Turkish. I was I was always wondering where he's from. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of uh, a lot of views that he got too. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, question 10. Steve Martin has released two studio albums with what singer well-known for the 1988 song, What I Am? Uh, I have an inroad on this. Hold on. We're locked in. That's fine. And I have a good reason for it, because I don't know who that is. So. I've seen this uh, this artist on David Letterman uh, when he was on with Steve Martin. I know they wrote a musical together. 
It's a female singer artist, and you I know can. No, we're not in, right? Yeah, okay. I don't care. I'm, I'm not going to get it. Um, but I just don't <laughs> know her name. But I just wanted to give those facts to prove that I knew who she was, but couldn't name her. So that's I'm I'm uh, I'm in. You're missing a couple of important things about her, but so uh, Steve Martin plays the banjo. I know. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. So it's probably somebody whose vocals would complement that nicely. <laughs> so I, I'm not thinking like a pop singer, you know. Mm-hmm. No. Um... Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about the banjo as well and, and who might gel with that. And I came up with Allison Krauss, but I don't know. It's really just logic. That's okay. Uh, I have no jumping off point other than that. So Maybe we could edit out that part where I said I was a music guy. I feel like I should <laughs> That's okay. It'll go, uh, hey, everyone, well, uh, say hello to Jason Heaton. Really into hello, me- I'm really, not a music guy. Really into music and comedy. <laughs> yeah, right. Alice, Alison Krauss. That's all I got. Alison Krauss. Yeah. All right, that it is. Uh, So, like I said, I know it's a a, an artist that he's worked with, female uh, singer songwriter. uh, But uh, I just went with Buckaroo Banzai. Um, There's a very good reason that these two have worked together. They're actually married. Um, If anybody remembers, uh, what I am was a song by uh, Edie Brickell and the New uh, Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians and something like that. Uh, so it was Edie Burkell. Correct answer is Edie Burkell. Yeah, that's his wife. Ooh, yeah. I do not nice. know this person. Yeah. I know uh, if you heard the song, it's you a know knock the song. on a cereal box, Ken. <laughs> yeah, and I can't remember the name of the musical that they composed together. I believe they composed together, but uh, it was something about uh, banjos, Mary. travel, banjo. Uh, all right. Well, after the first round, uh, in third place currently is the Cincinnati Ball Kickers. Is that correct? Cincinnati yeah. Ball Kickers. Yeah, with we are Ball Kickers. You have, you have both, sadly, the score and name correct. Okay, uh, that is 40 points. Uh, and then in second place currently are the Cleveland Crunch at 50 points. Oh, come on. You're in the lead again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, leading the game, uh, surprisingly, is now new name Quick Draw. So, Team Quick Draw. With what how do many you points? Have? With 60 points. You got six of those, right? Yeah. You're the worst. Yeah. All right. Um, I have a list of 10 compound word Try bonds. Um, so I'm going to give you a word and then you tell me what word they have in common to make a compound word. I'll give you an example. Um, so if I say keeper, word, and case, the answer would be book. Yeah. Bookkeeper, bookworm, bookcase. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely going to have to write these down. Neil's not good with words. There's going to be 10 for five? Yes. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Um, number one, coffee, home, dress. Number two, line, out, piece. That's P-I-E. Line, L-I-N, as in Nancy? hmm Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three, care, time, dream. Number four. Boy, coming, land. Number five, butter, dragon, house. Number six, belly, done, estimate. Uh, what was that last one? Belly, done, estimate. estimate. Mm-hmm. Number seven, finger, head, father number eight charge 
power hero. Number nine, tear, air, gum. And is that tear, T-E-A-R? Correct. Number 10, hind, in, and I. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. Yeah. The show has examined weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. So uh, we have all formulated our answers to that swing round and also made some technical tweaks. So you might notice it uh, sounds a little bit different all of a sudden, but uh, you're not going crazy. We're not trying to gaslight you. Uh, here are the answers for the swing round. You want to take it away, Sarah? All right. Number one was coffee home dress. So we could just go in this order. I'll do quick draw and then we'll go, uh, we'll go Cincinnati and then... Uh, Whatever you guys are, I forget your name. Cleveland. The Cleveland, Cleveland Crunch. All right. So, uh, all right. I'm in with uh, Irish. Ooh. Uh, we were in with Shop. And we're going to go with Press. The answer is Maker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. I haven't thought of like, right. coffee machine. Yeah. All right. Number two. Line out piece. So for that one, uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting better. I put uh, I put uh, black. You guys, black. Pe- oh, I guess that makes sense. Uh, we said field, which only works for one of them. And Two. we're just gonna go with one for one piece. <laughs> of course you did. The correct answer is time. Hmm. I know, Matt, mm. I know you're trying to reason what my answer was, but these are all off the cuff because I did not put any answers on my page. This was the hardest <laughs> category I've ever done in my entire life. 
and I knew I was going to get zero, so I'm just trying to come up with stuff. The great equalizer. All right, things are going to start turning around, for, at least for the Cleveland Crunch. All right, number three was Care, Time, Dream. Care. <laughs> I wrote down Cape. <laughs> well, that explains a lot of our confusion. Uh, All in, right. In honor of the cover band Matt and I were in for a month, I put uh, Machine for Dream Machine. Yeah. Benny Barbarino. Uh, we put down Zone, and I don't think it works with any of them. I believe it's uh, Day, Daycare, Daytime, Daydream. The correct answer is Day. All right. Number four was Boy, Coming, and Land. In honor of Jason being a musician, uh, I'm calling back to the Richard Dreyfus flick, Mr. Holland's Opus, and at the end when he sings, mm. Beautiful Boy. So I put mm. Beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that compliment. You're welcome. Uh, this one we actually think we got. Uh, we said home. We also said home. We also said home. Correct answer is home. Well, that's good. Number, number five is Butter Dragon House. Yeah, for this one, uh, I just couldn't get the dragon fire out of my head, so I just put fire. Mm-hmm. Well, we were thinking about those butterflies in the sky. Uh, we said fly. We also said fly. Butterfly, dragonfly, housefly. Correct answer is fly. Uh, it's actually ball. <laughs> uh, number six, belly done estimate. Uh, just recalling some food I ate the other day, I went with pork. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't even remember what we went with this. Was this up? Did we say up? I think so. We said up. And uh, during our discussion, uh, Jason said preliminary estimate, and mm. I said, "What's a preliminary belly?" <laughs> and we had uh, determined it was our bellies before we put food in it, so we're going to go with preliminary. <laughs> I like it. Definitely it. Oh man, uh, the correct answer is under. Oh, we were close. Oh, oh. yeah. We did say over at one point, right? Yeah. Or well. It's amazing. It's crazy how much it changes uh, the word mm -hmm. when you say estimate versus estimate. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Like I, I kept on saying estimate, preliminary estimate instead of estimate. Mm. Notice that I said estimate. Yeah. <laughs> Notice that I'm not a good listener. <laughs> Notice. I'm not going to go there. You okay. underestimated uh, it. Number seven. Fingerhead Father. Uh, yeah, for this one, uh, I kept thinking of uh, finger cheese and head cheese, but I don't think there is anything called a finger cheese, <laughs> so I went cheese. <laughs> yes, I'll praise the father cheese. Uh, uh, so we were just thinking fatherhood. Hood doesn't really work with the other ones, and I won't say how it works, uh, so we said hood. And uh, I'm glad you didn't include skin in this list because uh, we believe it's uh, forefinger, forehead, and forefather. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we got that one because Ken oh just tried gosh. five different options. Yeah. Pinky father? That doesn't make sense. Ring father? Ring father? No. no. Middle, middle, middle father? Oh, no. man. Forefather. There you go. The correct answer is four. Mm. All right. Let's move on. Um, number eight, charge power hero. I, uh, I again, didn't know it. So uh, I just went with uh, tower. Yes. In honor of my favorite beer, we're going with the anti-hero. Uh, the answer is super. Oh, correct man. answer is super. 
Number nine, tear air gum. Uh, yeah, this one, uh, I just didn't know. Again, gas. I put gas. Uh, this one, I think we got. We said up. We're going with drop. Correct answer is drop. Mm. I take wah, back wah. my, I think we got it. <laughs> That's Neil's drop. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, number 10. Hind in eye. Herpes. <laughs> <laughs> why why not <laughs> well we said quarters i want to actually i don't want to know more about hind herpes <laughs> but uh we went with sight hindsight mm. insight and eyesight seem to make sense you guys are much better at this than us <laughs> correct answer is sight i think we're gonna have a new uh, leader <laughs> <Zero> for neil <laughs> yeah did great thank you this is what happens when you play alone and you're not good with words and you need friends with, for words uh so stress neil's got the best words neil neil's trying to bounce ideas off his girlfriend and she was like not now neil i'm working on something <laughs> <laughs> which was probably my favorite part of this entire game she was busy yeah doing work and she's like i can't do this right now um so um yeah so i had zero points that swing round. uh team cincinnati ball kickers had 10 and teams Cleveland Crunch got 35 hey. points. So bringing up our Two scores diamonds. to 85 for the uh, Cleveland Crunch. Doing quick math here. I still have 60, so that's easy for me to remember. Number 50. And then, uh, yeah, team Cincinnati ball kickers are at 50. Let's do round number two. Question one. Using only the keyboard, how many keystrokes would it take to type the words or the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious then copy and paste it into another document do you, do you know how many break all that down we're we're spelling the word and then how many other uh, buttons do you need to push to put it somewhere else total, copy and paste it yeah, total keystrokes right. to type it and then to copy and paste it mm-hmm all right so these guys are in so you counted supercalifragilisticexpialidocious as 33 Keystrokes. I had thirty, yeah, thirty-three letters, and then you know, Control C or Command C is two more, and then Command V is two more. So I have thirty-seven as my answer. Okay, I'm good with that. We are in with thirty-seven. Neil, uh, I am in with thirty-eight. Oh, we got a, a range of numbers. Uh, we were thinking that it's thirty-two letters, and then the four for Control C and Control V. So we said thirty-six correct answer is 38 oh, how I, well, I spelled it out and then i did plus two for uh command c and plus two for command v yeah we all did that we just because well, i'm a good, I'm a good speller i'm a good speller i thought you weren't good with words well i'm good this spelling them <laughs> it's not a real word either so it's true it's <laughs> in the dictionary. oh my goodness i see what i did now i did spell it wrong all right question two in what city would you find these three attractions Balboa Park, Seaport Village, and the number one zoo in America. I think I'm. I think I got this. I think I got this yeah, I got too. All right, we'll let these guys. So just to confirm, um, it was Balboa Park, the number one zoo in America, and what was the other one? Seaport Village. Okay, I'm in. Same. Uh, are you thinking Rocky for this? Yeah, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, okay. All right, so we're going to go in uh, and say this is a Rocky reference and go with Philadelphia. 
I also went with Philadelphia. Yes, also with the Rocky reference, we said Philadelphia. I love that you all got hung up on Balboa Park, but the correct answer is San Diego, California. Wow. Oh, I was going to say Zoo. San Diego. Cause Zoo, Zoo, though. <laughs> so was Zoo. That's what I was actually thinking, because there's a lot of Balboa references in um, Arrested Development, which is Southern California. Well, yeah, everyone always says San Diego is the best zoo, and I, that's what I was going to go with, but then I, yeah, I was hung up on Balboa. It is the best. Well, there's deal. a zoo reference in Rocky, also. Hey, you want to get my turtle? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know if you can really prove that it's the best zoo. Oh no, I looked it up. I made sure. They, they yeah. just claim oh, it is. It is bang. actually rated sure. the best zoo in America. It's the best zoo yep. with the best animals. And uh, second best zoo uh, on that same rating board is uh, Brookfield Zoo, hey. about a mile from here. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know it's good, but at least last time I checked. <laughs> okay. Question three. Which endocrine gland consisting of two lobes secretes hormones which primarily influence the metabolic rate and protein synthesis? Spelling's wrong, but it's right. Yeah, I knew that. Okay, good. I knew that. I have a couple glands that I've written down here. (laughs) (laughs) You had one that you were exploring earlier. In my my other life, uh, when I'm not podcasting or doing work i like to go to conferences and give uh, speeches on glands so i I kind of started off with um is everyone ready for gland talk today um so i i was between pituitary and penal but i believe the penal gland is for melatonin Uh, i don't know what the serotonin one is so i went with pituitary were you guys locked in no not at all (laughs) (laughs) great job neil we appreciate your input. Yeah, we were yeah. uh, good job, Neil. Thyroid, uh, two lobes. Endocrine. I I had th- when I wrote down the thalamus and the hypothalamus. Is the hypothalamus it, a thing? It is. I think it's part of the brain, though. I've met people throughout life that have had issues controlling their weight, and they say thyroid. they have high, uh, thyroid issues. So that's why that I, that's that's what sense. brought it to my attention was the metabolism thing. Good with I'm that. good with thyroid. Right. If you want to thyroid for us, pituitary for Neil, apparently. I think uh, I think one of you is right, and I think it's not us. We well, said uh, pituitary. The correct answer is thyroid gland. Yeah. Nice. You were so sure. Is the pituitary the little one in the back of your skull? Yeah, it's in your... Yeah. And you all know someone on this podcast that has thyroid issues, by the way. That's how I came up with this question. Mm. I have a hypothyroid and have half of mine half of mine has been removed. Wow. One oh, of wow. the lobes. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I had a nodule on my thyroid that Ooh. could have been cancerous, so they just took half of it and it wasn't cancerous so it's hey, all good we're glad you're well good story we are yeah, yeah we're thanks. glad yeah <laughs> had a good ending that's what i like about it yeah moving on question four in order to be sold legally as bourbon whiskey must contain at least 51 percent of what i knew this at one point but i'm locking in okay neil's in the uh, ball kickers are kicking around some balls right now mm-hmm. they're kicking ourselves in the balls <laughs> I think you're one of the non-drinkers yeah, of this that's podcast. Right. Yeah, but usually ideas? I do do better with the liquor questions, having Ken, worked at a bar. Ken said do do. Yeah, I took an entire, I took a, we had a one-day course when I worked at the restaurant about uh, whiskeys and bourbons and what makes them. So like, you know, not all whiskey is a bourbon, but every bourbon is a whiskey and it's mm-hmm. it has to be a specific. Um, do you think it's... Uh, oh, oh, okay. 
Uh, so these guys are in now. Yeah. Do you think it's um, alcohol content? Do you think it's uh, yeah. whether sure it's right. brewed with corn or wheat or whatever th- else they might uh might make I, whiskey out of? I think I think they are brewed with corn, um, but most of the bourbons I've seen have lower than fifty, like just under fifty percent. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of tossing up a bunch of guesses. Well, by a bunch, I mean one that I don't like. Let's go with Kentucky liquor. How about that? Kentucky liquor? It's like <laughs> it has to be 51% made in Kentucky. It's got to be Kentucky stuff. It's, it's 51% Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> it's funny that's the answer you're going with because I went with uh, high-quality Kentucky H2O. Mm. Look, uh, it's not bourbon if it's not from Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, so we also said Kentucky, but we went with Kentucky rye. Okay. The correct answer is corn. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent to hear. Just, just, this is something so the, that you have to brew, learn as soon as you move to Kentucky. But, it's but like it's, you need it's to know. The, the brew concoction has to be 50% corn? 51%. 51% corn and then like... You know, forty nine percent. And then it can be anything else. Uh, it can be anything else you want to put in it. Wow. Mm. So it's not uh, rye it's, bourbon. There's wheat bourbon. We're not talking about the final liquid. We're talking about the the recipe. Yes. Ah, uh, well. Yeah. Um, we botched okay. that one. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Because it starts uh, out as white lightning, and then they have to put it in the barrels to let it get the color and the taste. The and uh, question five. Um, what small midge-like fly whose name comes from the Spanish for little fly is part of the deadliest animal family in the world? Okay, I'm in. You know a thing? Well, I know what Jeff's probably writing down, and I'm going to go, I think I might go the opposite. Which, Joke's on you. Jeff didn't write anything down. Well, I know what he's thinking, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think oh, I'm okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, my first guess was tsetse fly because it's the spreader of malaria, quite deadly. Uh, I don't know how that would come from a Spanish origin, but uh, that was my guess, scientifically. See, I was just, that's interesting that you say that. I was hung up on the Spanish part, and typically words that are for little end in ito, so I just came to mosquito. mosquito. That makes sense. Mosquito, that spreads which malaria also too. spreads malaria. That's um, smarter. And I don't know how deadly mosquitoes can be to other animals. Yeah, you know. Let's go unless with, it's. Let's go with I that. I think mosquito. Mosquito. Yeah, that's yeah. good thinking. So mosquito, you know, definitely the deadliest animal. Ito definitely means small. So we went with tsetse fly. <laughs> that's what we said. <laughs> so I knew Jeff was going to go with tsetse fly, and uh, the only one of the only words in Spanish I know is uh, poquito, and I said quito mosquito, and I went with mosquito. The correct answer is mosquito. See, I was in your head, Jeff. Uh, for the record, that is five in a row for us. Incorrect. <laughs> it's it's no swing round for me, so you're not there yet. You and I do not play well together, nope. apparently. I feel like you guys are really going to make fun of me for this next question, no. but I'm going to say it anyway. We don't do that here. Um, I mean, unless it has like a young Neil-ish type story in it. This is the good place. We're nice to each other. Okay. Question six. My much-loved and favorite NFL team, the Cleveland Browns, have had their good seasons and a lot of bad seasons. Which good seasons were those? But But they are still loved by those of us who are loyal, including mascots like Chomps and Brownie the Elf. 
At the beginning of the 2014 season, they brought on their current mascot, a live bull mastiff. What is his name? Did you say Brownie the Elf? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs> so you're looking for the name of the live bull mastiff. Uh, I want to say Hercules, like the Sandlot, but I will not lock that in. My quick draw answer is going to be, I got it. I'm in. Do you have, do you have any ideas? Anything that you want to write down? No, I was trying to... I can't even remember the name of the stadium they play in. Hi, guys. It's Brownie the Elf. <laughs> <laughs> New character? <laughs> Brownie the Elf kind of sounds like Roy Straublin. <laughs> My voice is high because I had a party with Josh Gordon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he oh, passed man. all his tests, actually. Do you know anything oh. about this? Man, I thought it was Chomps. But didn't you say that in the question? That was the yes. that was the old yes, mascot. Yes. That's an old mascot. That's that's the uh, the big stuffed guy, right? Wearing a brown jersey right. and he's a dog. Yes. I thought his name was still Chomps. There is a really they can I feel like there was a a thing, not too long ago. We're locked in with a dumb answer. Uh, I didn't know they like changed the mascot, but they were talking about this thing for a minute. And they kept using the word swagger. And that was like a... <laughs> yes. That, that's, that's Brownie the Elf. <laughs> oh, man. They kept using the name swagger, like back when that word was cool a few years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it seemed like it went away. So swagger? If it's not chomps, then I would say swagger. I'm good for but it. But I don't like it. Swagger. That's not a bad answer. Uh, what did you say, Neil? Uh, I just figured their fr- their fans are called the Dog Pound, so I thought maybe they called him Pound the Dog. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's a good guess. I uh, I thought the ASPCA and I I thought maybe they just named it after the the old owner Paul Brown and just called him Polly. The correct answer is Swagger. Ooh, wow! Good job. Good pull. Question seven. John Williams, the composer of all the Star Wars music, has a son named Joe. Joe is the current lead singer of what prolific band of the 1970s and 80s? Okay, I'm in. Quick draw. <laughs> Let's say Boston. So you guys are locked in? Boston. So I know Boston. all of the people in Toto had okay. famous uh, musician fathers or composer fathers. Mm-hmm. So you just want to go Toto. You can never go wrong with Toto. So. I agree. And they're having a moment thanks to Weezer, right? Yeah, they are. Singing that Africa song. Uh, I like Ken's answer of Boston because uh, John Williams often uses the Boston Philharmonic or Boston Pops, whatever you call them. So uh, I believe. Uh, but uh, I just went Tower of Power for no reason. The correct answer is Toto. Wow. <laughs> Good job, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, hey, they're on nice the board, ball. guys. They're on the board. I know it's almost at the end of the round, but... Uh, yeah, broke our streak. I heard yeah. Africa three times on the radio today, so... Yeah. Question number eight. In November 2006, Google bought what website, which was created by three formal, former PayPal employees? I, I'm locked in. I'm trying to think. There's like three people that founded a Reddit. Mm-hmm. There's... But Google, Google never bought it. No, I know, I know. I'm just trying to get... Yeah, the Mishigas. We're just helping you guys. Don't mind us. Um, if that's the time frame, yeah, that's the only thing I'm not sure of. Let's let's lock in. With I, it. I, everything else fits for me. So okay, we're locked in. Do you have any uh, any clue on this? Um, all with question marks. I started with YouTube. I do like I, I like your answer, YouTube. 
Okay. Let's go with YouTube. You guys were in? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wasn't sure if this is the right time period or not, uh, but I, I know that Google purchased YouTube. I'm not sure if it was 12 years ago, but I went with YouTube. Yeah, I know that a lot of the 10-year anniversaries of some of those super early like um, viral videos was coming up because I'd see like, it's been 10 years since Dramatic Chipmunk or whatever. So that, when that pops up, you figure it's about 10 years, 2008, 2006, we're looking at. So we went with YouTube. The correct answer is YouTube. All right. Good. Did you know YouTube started as a dating website? Hmm. Interesting. It launched uh, February 14th, I think 2005. One of the founders of YouTube went to the same school I went to, and uh, we heard about him a lot, <laughs> and just said he made a lot of money. And that was about it. Uh, question nine. What is the name of the English pop band who sings Come On Eileen? Got it. Got it. You do? Okay. We're locked. Yeah. yeah we're uh, I can't remember. It's not the Bay City Rollers, I don't think. Come on, Neil. It's, uh, uh I know it. Um, I, I'm just going to say it's, uh, uh, Letters to Cleo. <laughs> Interesting poll. Uh, we're going with Dexy's Midnight Runners. One of the biggest, uh, one hit wonders of all time, Dexy's Midnight Runners. I'm still wondering. <laughs> Correct answer is Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yeah, three in a row. Back in the saddle. Question, question ten: What TV show, which debuted in 1983, included intelligent anthropomorphic species such as doozers, gorgs, and silly creatures? We're, we're locked in. We're locked in. Uh, all right. I'm, I don't really care because I'm losing. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking of that TV show that uh, was <laughs> made. They're not locked in, but keep talking. No, I mean that's fine. Um, that TV show that uh, was kind of like a space show, and then Will Ferrell did a remake, a modern remake of it that tanked, uh, where he's like, it's like Land Before Time or something. He's like in a different time period, uh, and there's creatures. So I can't remember it. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna lock in with Land Before Time. <laughs> Why are you doing this? That is the name of the show. Anyways, uh, Fraggle Rock. Land Before Time? That's it. Fraggle Rock? Yeah. I had I wrote down Gremlins, and it wasn't right, but I <laughs> feel close. like they look the same. Yeah. All right. We're in with Fraggle Rock. We, too, are in with Fraggle Rock. Correct answer is Fraggle Rock. Okay. Uh, it looks like I am in third place with 90 points. Actually, I know. I'm sorry. I'm tied for third place or second place with 90 points. Team Cincinnati Ball Kickers also has 90 points. And in the lead right now, Team Cleveland Crunch with 145, a commanding lead with wow. a nice second round. Wow. There. Wow. Uh, final round categories. One, Alexander Hamilton, Scotland, football, gone with the wind, and first in the world. All, all bets are in. Question one in the category of Alexander Hamilton. On what specific island in the Caribbean was Alexander Hamilton born? Question two, under Scotland... What is the name of the Sky Terrier who became known in the 19th century Edinburgh for spending 14 years guarding the gra- grave of his owner, John Gray, until he died himself in, on f- January 14, 1872? Question three, under the category of football. The Super Bowl Roman numerals were adopted to clarify any confusion that may occur because the NFL championship game is played in the year following a chronologically recorded season. 
numerals one through four were added later for the first four Super Bowls. Super Bowl 53 will take place on February 3rd, 2019 in Atlanta. I want the Roman numeral for the game that will take place in 2056. Question four. Under the category Gone with the Wind. Best picture winning film Gone with the Wind was adapted from the novel of the same name by Margaret Mitchell. What year did this novel win the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction? Question 5. Under First in the World. The world's first parking meter, known as the Park-O-Meter No. 1, was installed on the southeast corner of what was then First Street and Robinson Avenue in 1935 in what U.S. city? Okay, all the answers are in, and we're ready to uh, share those one at a time. Uh, Question one, under the category Alexander Hamilton, on what specific island in the Caribbean was Alexander Hamilton born? Uh, So this one, uh, I bet zero. Uh, I had no idea, so I just went the Isle of Miranda. Mm. So we bet uh, 10 on this one. I know Hamilton is the capital of Bermuda, so we said Bermuda. Oh, that would certainly make sense. Mm. We also bet 10, and we said Barbados. The correct answer is Nevis. (laughs) All right, question two in the category of Scotland. Uh, What is the name of the Sky Carrier who became known in the 19th century Edinburgh for spending 14 years guarding the grave of his owner, John Gray, until he died himself on January 14th, 1872. Uh, so this one, I bet zero, because I don't know much about Scotland. Sorry, uh, Adam, uh, one of our newest uh, Patreon supporters, Adam Lewis, Addy. Uh, but uh, I do know there's an old Disney movie um, with a dog uh, that's Scottish, and then they did a remake uh, like eight years ago or something like that with Christopher Lee and some guys from Game of Thrones. And I don't know the full name, but I, I think his name's Bobby, but I don't know the beginning of his name, but I think it's something Bobby. Uh, the only famous dog I could think of after this game, we said Swagger. <laughs> well, we bet 10, and uh, we think it's named after a famous Scotsman, and we are going with William Woofus. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is Greyfriars Bobby. Oh, Neil Neil was on the right track. Last name only. <laughs> Last close. name Neil only got rules. Movies in there and everything. Or, Good job. You're lucky, Bobby. <laughs> okay. Um, question three was under football. So Super Bowl Fifty Three takes place on February third, twenty nineteen, in Atlanta. I want the Roman numeral for the game that will take place in twenty fifty six. So I wagered five on this one. Um, but uh, I could not do the math, so I just said uh, Vin Diesel's Triple X. Mm. <laughs> Super Bowl thirty, right? And we wagered thirty on this one. Uh, I believe we did the math correctly on this in Super Bowl ninety, which would be uh, Super Bowl XC. And we are taking a hard pass on this one as we bet zero. The correct answer is XC. All right. All right. Uh, question four was under Gone with the Wind. Um, what year did the novel Gone with the Wind win the Pulitzer Prize for fiction? Uh, so um, I bet five on this one. Uh, I think the novel came out like less than five years before the movie came out. So uh, I was thinking around 1935, 1936. 
Um, and uh, I don't know if it won the Pulitzer in one of this this year or not, but I just put thirty six. Um, yeah, we were we were unsure. We were pretty sure the movie came out in in thirty nine. Uh, we ended up wagering ten on this one, but we said nineteen twenty. Yep, we wagered ten on this one. Uh, we did clock Gone with the Wind around uh, nineteen forty per Jason's suggestion, and uh, I felt that the novel was pretty modern at the time of its uh, creation. So we went nineteen thirty. The correct answer is 1937. Oh. Neil was one off. All right. Question five was under the category first in the world. Um, The world's first parking meter was installed on the southeast corner of what was then First Street and Robinson Avenue in 1935 in what U.S. city? I wagered zero. And uh, simply for the fact of Robinson, I went with San Francisco. Mm. Uh, could be. We wagered uh, 30 on this one. I know there's a lot of famous firsts for um, for automobiles in New York, uh, including, I believe, the first speeding ticket. So we said New York City. Yeah, the game could be on this question. Um, we wagered 10. We went with L.A., assuming the film industry was in boom and they needed to find more revenue for parking. And the answer is Oklahoma City. <laughs> so close. We're all right there. All right. So after... The final round, the scores are going to be Team Cincinnati Ball Kickers with 60 points, Team Quick Draw with 80 points, and with 105 points, Team Cleveland Ranch of Ken and Jason, who are today's... I'm sorry, Cleveland what? (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) Not Cleveland Ranch. We know you love ranch, but... (laughs) I do love ranch. Uh, uh, But uh, sorry, Cleveland Crunch uh, with 105 points, who are today's cream of the crop. (laughs) cream in the world wrestling federation all right good job jason cream of the crunch feels good to be feels good to be cream of the crop i must say with their mascot brownie the elf (laughs) and you you came through it's a lot of you know crucial moments there so uh thanks for being a great teammate well yeah thank you jason for uh for joining us today jason is a united states champion in our uh, patreon support so if you'd like to uh join him you can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast you guys know to find us at uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash trivialitypod, and you can sign up for our new group, The Crops. You can uh, read some questions, some that uh, Jason wrote the other day that were great. Um, we'd like to give a very special thank you to Sarah for the wonderfully written game. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, what fun. Thanks, Sarah. It's always fun to win, too. <laughs> we know that you're, uh, that you're tired, but if you could just give us uh, the link to your, uh, your website one more time if people want photos. Oh, um, it's Jessica and Sarah Weddings.com. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah. And they're Check especially willing to travel if you live somewhere nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've, uh, we were just in Illinois last month, so. I said somewhere nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a, we had a well, lot of fun. We went to New York at the beginning of the year. Anybody want to fly out to Paris for a wedding? You know. Uh, yeah, you take me to Italy or Scotland, Ireland. You can see old Bobby's grave that's out there. So, uh, Addy. Addy, yeah. Addy, Addy, if you're getting married, you know, fly her out to Scotland. Yeah, fly him out there. Go go take a tour of uh, Greyfriars Bobby. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, keep sending in those reviews. Uh, we're loving them. Uh, we're almost at 150. We uh, actually figured out a way to read the international ones. So. We have. You're right. So thank you to Greyfriars Bobby X127 uh, <laughs> for telling us uh, we love your show, especially all the references to Brownie the Elf. So that was very quick and in the moment, but he sent it. So um, thank you very much for that. 
so yeah, on behalf of uh, Ken, Matt, Jeff, Jason, and Sarah, my name is Neil, and may Brownie the Elf bid you adieu. Good night. <laughs> that was triviality. <laughs> <laughs>